me if I allow it. Fear will paralyze your dreams, will paralyze everything. Faith has two components. What are they? Attitude and action. Attitude is within the heart. I believe I can do, I'll step and do it. I remember when the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to travel the nations of the world. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that when the Lord spoke to me, my condition in the natural did not match what the Lord said. I look at my condition. I was like, man, how can that be? You know, I was unemployed at the moment. I had, I was flat broke, had no money whatsoever in my bank account. And the Lord said, I'm going to take you to the nations. I'm like, all right, all right. But you know what? I believed it. I said, Lord, I believe everything you say. It doesn't matter if it looks like the natural or not. Your word is greater than my circumstance. I want to tell you today that the word of the Lord is greater than your circumstance. You may look at your son, your daughter, and you, you don't see uh, the blessing of God on them yet. But by faith you speak. I see my son, my daughter, a minister of the gospel. I believe they will be everything God called them to be. I believe the word of the Lord and I speak faith. Be a person that speaks faith. So I remember when I got that word, you know, I learned to believe everything God said. And I told some people, I'm going to the nations. And they look at me like, you're nuts. And when, when, when the Lord said, I'm, you're going to the nations, you're going with a reason, a purpose to speak something. To release something. Not just as a tourist, but I was there as a minister of the gospel. And so I remember when the Lord spoke to me, I believed Lo and behold, what happened now? I, I believe it's just the beginning. But I've been to 35 nations already. Amen. Hallelujah. And we don't owe a penny of anything from all these trips. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, ask me how the Lord did this. I mean, if I would look from the beginning of the ministry now, it's just like, I don't even know how much money was that all, all along. But maybe like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And when I look back, I see the Lord is fulfilling. He did not fulfill everything, but he is fulfilling his word. But it had to take somebody that believed the word of the Lord and said, Yes, Lord, here I am. Do everything you want me to do. When, when angel Gabriel told Mary, You shall conceive a child. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. What did Mary do? Well, I don't know. You know, maybe one day. She had an attitude. Say, let it be done in me according to your word. When the angel came to Zacharias, Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, what did he do? His attitude was different. He did not believe. What happened to him? What happened to him? He became mute. He couldn't speak. God is expecting a response of faith on your end. And let me tell you, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let's read together Hebrews 11, verse 1 through 6. Hebrews 11, verse 1 through 6. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. 
By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he, being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Without faith, it is what? To please who? Say that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So there's no way in the world I can please God without faith. I, the only way I can please him is through faith. My emotions don't necessarily please God. Sometimes we can cry and, 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 and whine and complain. Oh, God, how long is this going to be? I can't take this anymore. That does not please God. What please God is faith. God, I believe your word. I stand in your word. I believe that you're going to do what you, you, you told in your word. I speak faith over my house. I speak faith over my circumstance. I believe that you're my healer. You're my provider. You're my everything. That will please God way more than, than you're trying to convince him and manipulate him through your emotions. Does that make sense? God is not moved by your need. If God were moved by need, there would be no, no one hungry in the world. If God was moved by the needs, there would be no needs in the world. But God is moved by faith. Say that. God is moved by faith. He's moved when somebody believes, believes him. Now, how many have kids here? How many have children? What if you tell your child something really serious about any circumstance and they did not believe what you said? Would you be happy? Listen, don't put your hands on the fire, otherwise you'll get burned. And the kid goes like, oh, I don't believe that. Gets burned. What would happen? Would you be happy? You'd be very displeased. So why do you believe that God is pleased when we don't believe his word? Why do you think that God is happy when we don't believe everything he says? Let me tell you something. I believe in everything the Bible says. I believe every word of it. I believe every value, every principle of the Bible. I believe 100%. And, and, and you, you and I are supposed to believe that and live by it. Jesus said, men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Um, God is pleased when his people believe him. And let me tell you another, another thing. God told the Israelites, you shall inherit the promised land. What do they say? They're giants. They magnify the problems and they diminish the word of God. Anytime you magnify your problem, you, you run into trouble. Because you have what you expect. I hear believers all the time, oh, life is truly hard. Life is extremely hard. It's always hard. I don't know why I'm not blessed. I don't know everything bad happens to me. Well, keep saying that and keep watching what's going to happen. Oh, pastor, you don't know. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know what it is like to have depression. Yes, I know exactly what it is. And I, the, the reason why I overcame was through the word of God. When I had depression, um, how long ago was that? I don't even remember because I don't focus on that. Amen. But that happened um, 16 years ago. And, and what truly helped me overcome 
was the word of God. Standing on the word every single day, every single day. Until I got so strong that I'm like, I'm, I kicked the depression that's behind in Jesus' name and never came back. Hallelujah. God wants you to overcome so good that the enemy will, will never ever come back in Jesus name. Uh, have I gone through hard times? Yes. Afterwards? Yes for sure. But I never came back to the place where, that I once was because of the word of God. And so I tell people if I overcame through the word you can overcome. The word can help you overcome anything. It can help you overcome addictions. It can help you overcome fear. It can help you overcome depression. It can help you overcome poverty. It can help you overcome anything. Through the word of God you encounter the answer to every solution every problem you have and you become someone that looks for solutions and not problems if you are a person that you're looking for trouble everywhere you go you're gonna find trouble you're gonna have what you preach you're gonna have what you speak you're gonna have what you confess keep confessing that and watch what's gonna happen I don't need to be a prophet to say if you keep confessing that you're gonna be in trouble because you're expecting it the people of Israel said we cannot conquer God said okay you say that you believe that you shall not enter the land. Every person in the, in, in the Israelite group who believed they could not conquer and could not enter the promised land, God said, I will not fight with you. If that's what you want to believe, I'm fine, but you're not going to enter. Oh, wow, is that serious? How many believe the, how many have promised from the Lord over your life? How many have promised over the Lord, over your family, over your children? believe and hold on tight to it no matter what stand in a position of faith it does not matter oh it's hard yes but it's harder without Christ it's unbearable pastor it's hard to come to it's hard to serve God let me tell you what Jesus said come to me all who are weary and tired and I will give you more trouble is that what he said come on somebody he said come to me that's Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 through 30. He said, come to me all, how many know the scripture that I'm talking about? Come to me all who are weary and tired. And I will give you more trouble if you come to me. No, he said, I will give you rest for your soul. For my yoke is super hard. My yoke is really hard. No, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, you know, uh, you, if you're a Christian, it's going to be really hard. Um, yes, in the flesh. If you try to do it in the flesh, it's impossible. Let me tell you, anything Jesus commands in the scriptures, in the flesh, you can't do it. You cannot love your enemies in the flesh. You'll never do it. Why? Because your flesh is not saved. Your flesh is just like, your flesh, I'm telling you, it will be redeemed. But your flesh, the way it is, I mean, if you hit me, I want to hit you back. Amen? Uh, in the flesh. But if I'm in the spirit, I can, I can obey God. We only obey God through the Spirit. So the Bible says that um, God rewards those who diligently seek after Him. So we got to understand that there is a reward for those who stand in faith. Those who believe the promise, there's a reward for them. Those who don't believe the promise, there will be results for that. Zechariah became mute. I mean, God was not done with Zechariah, but Zechariah, you don't believe that you're going to be mute now. Why? Because unbelief does not please God. Say that with me. Unbelief does not please God. Every time that I choose not to believe His promise, I'm, I mean, I'm indirectly calling Him a liar. 
So no, I don't believe that. I mean, so, so I mean, God's saying, okay, you don't believe that. Then you're calling me a liar because I told you so. God told the Israelites, you shall inherit the promised land. Oh, we can't. Look at the giants. God told them, I'm paraphrasing. Don't you think I knew about the giants? Lord, I'm facing this trouble, but because of this, don't you think I'm in charge of that? Don't you think I know what you're going through? Don't you think I know your problems? Don't you think I know your spouse? I know your children. I know everything you're going through. Even before you went through that, I already knew it. So if you are in this situation, I am the Lord that will lead you into triumph if you only trust me and believe me. It's the same thing with Peter. Jesus told Peter, come and walk on the water. The moment Peter heard the word of Jesus said, I'm going to walk on the water. And he was walking not on water, but he was walking on the word. The word made a way for him to walk on the water. And I know everybody criticized Peter because he sank later, but he was the only one who stepped out. Amen. I believe that Peter will thank me in heaven because I, every time I say that, I say, Peter, I, I got you. Everybody criticizes for, you know, sinking, but he was the only one that came out and was walking upon water. And what was his mistake? He took the eyes off Jesus and he put his eyes on the circumstance. Anytime you take your eyes off Jesus and put the eyes on your circumstance, your faith is going to sink. I'm going to say that again. Anytime you choose to not look at Jesus. Who is Jesus? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Jesus is the Word. Anytime I choose not to look at the Word, at Jesus, at the promise, and I put my eyes on what is around me. Oh, you know, the inflation is really high right now. Yes, it is. The gas is expensive. Yes, it is. But every promise in the Bible is still true. Oh, the inflation is high. Yes, I know. But the Bible still says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, the food is expensive. Yes, I know. But the Bible says this. David said, I was young. Now I'm old. And I have never seen the righteous forsaken and his children begging for bread. Let me tell you what. There may be trouble in the world. But for you, the child of God, all the promise of the Lord are standing for you. You shall, you shall never be forsaken by God. You shall always have what to eat, what to wear, what to drink. You should not be anxious of the day of tomorrow because the Lord is already there. And, and, and He's with you and He's not against you in Jesus' name. Come on, how many can believe that? Say amen. The Bible says that there was hunger. There was a drought in the times of Elijah. The Bible says that when Elijah had, was by the brook, there was ravens that were feeding him. Ravens were considered to be unclean animals. And then the Lord used the, the, the most unexpected resource to bless Elijah. And the Bible says he was drinking from the brook. And then the brook dried up. And then the Lord says, go, I'm going to provide a widow for you who will take care of you. Now, funny thing is the widow didn't know that she was going to be taking care of Elijah. But the Lord knew. Say, the Lord has the provision for me ahead of time. <laughs> he's he's already ahead on schedule god is god is not late god is not no he's ahead of schedule he, he's got he's got a plan already for you even before you see the problem god's already there with the solution to fix it in jesus name the provision will come even before the, the problem arises because the lord goes ahead of you so the bible says that the lord provided a widow to take care of elijah elijah told the lady listen prepare a cake for me right now and i i i he prophesied over her and said I tell you this, if you obey that, 
the flower will not stop and the oil never stop flowing from you until there's rain on the earth and let me tell you what the lady could have said you know what this prophet is so um, presumptuous so prideful how, how come does he want the cake for I'm gonna cook for my son who does he think he is and so there's the attitude some people have with church or with whatever. Oh, who does he think he is? Because we live in a time and a season where because of many failures, people, people don't understand that there are still men and women who are anointed by God. Yes, there are crooks. Yes, there are thieves. Yes, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes, but the real deal is still standing on the earth today. Come on, somebody. Say hallelujah. So that lady obeyed the word of Elijah. The Bible says that ever since she did that the oil never stopped flowing and there was flour and there was food and there was abundance and everybody else was hungry but that lady and Elijah and their family was provided for let me tell you whenever when everybody else may be struggling you'll be you'll be the one helping people out in Jesus name when everybody else is struggling complaining you'll be the one speaking faith to them when everybody else say oh I'm afraid you say I have faith I believe God for your life God is going to minister God wants to fill you with faith so much that your faith will spill over I want to be a person that when people come to talk to me they'll hear faith they'll live in courage they'll live happy they'll live with joy I want people to be around me and they feel something positive because the spirit that is in me is not a negative spirit it's the spirit of faith of heaven how, how many of you want to be like that I want to be someone I want to be a friend that when, when friends are around me they'll feel good about it it's like wow man that, that that feels good you know why because the spirit of God is in me I mean are, are you like that are you like someone that like man I can't get around that guy because I leave this courage every time amen <laughs> I get sad and depressed but let me tell you what you're going to be a person that's going to shine faith in this hour they're going to shine the word of God they're going to shine faith and the Bible says that he rewards those who diligently seek after him we must tell people there is a reward for serving God there's a distinction between those who serve God and those who don't serve God there's a distinction some people wonder sometimes I don't know why I don't receive so many blessings I don't know why I don't receive so much because listen there is a price to pay to be in the presence of God hallelujah there I'm telling you when when we we pray sometimes I mean there's a prayer meeting if you don't know at 10 what time 10 15 in the morning I mean 10 15 I mean everybody should be up already amen but I'm just saying like there's a blessing when you come pray early uh, there's a blessing when you spend time with the Lord when you when you pay a price to be when everybody else is doing something else you are in the presence of God let me tell you what there is a reward for that and God will not pass you by amen hallelujah I want to read one more scripture before we, we go on um next week i'm excited to talk about the enemies of faith but i want to read the scripture to you right now it's in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. second corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written i believed and therefore I spoke we also believe and therefore speak no I don't, uh, this, I don't know about you but if you if you hear this what the Bible says you're gonna get excited about it we having the same spirit of faith the Apostle Paul says that 
we have the spirit of faith. It is not that we will have one day when we get to heaven. Now, we having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written. Listen, there are two components of faith. Remember this, attitude and action. Say attitude. What is attitude? It's the disposition of your heart. I believe with all my heart and I act like it. Amen? I act like it. Jesus told the guy with the shriveled hand, stretch forth your hand. What did he do? Oh, you know, I, I cannot do this, Lord. I'm sorry. No, he just heard. Psh, the moment he acted, the miracle happened. Some of us are waiting, waiting on God. And actually, God is waiting on you. When are you going to do it? When are you going to open up that business? When are you going to do that course that, that, that the Lord put on your heart? When are you going to write that book that the Lord put in your heart? When are you going to do a certain project that the Lord spoke to you about? Because you're waiting. I'm waiting on God. And you're going to be dying waiting on God. Some people are dying waiting on God. They're waiting on God. And God is waiting for you to step out and do what he told you to do. Amen. So Paul said, we have the same spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is for every believer. Every child of God, of God has the spirit of faith already. The problem is we're always looking for somebody else. Oh, when the prophet comes, let me tell you what. I honor prophets. I believe in prophets. But if I want a word from the Lord, I kneel down on my room and I pray. And I open up my Bible and he'll speak to me. And if he wants to use a prophet, he will. I'm telling you, God will find you with a prophet if he, if, if, if he needs to speak to you through a prophet. There are prophets that called me on the phone. I didn't even know them. You know, the Lord told me to call you. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, I got a message from the Lord. He's like, you can say it. And boom. Tell you what. I received so many crazy prophetic words throughout the years. And I know them to be true. But I don't live seeking for the next prophecy. Does that make sense? I'm not waiting for the next prophecy. I'm living by the word of God. And I hear the Holy Spirit too. So kneel down in your room and, and, and ask the Lord, Lord, speak to me. What do you want from my life? I want to hear the Holy Spirit. And, and Paul said, we have the same spirit of faith. Now I want to give you, I want to give you a tip. And we're almost done. We'll pray for you. We'll go. He says, as it is written, I believed. Say believed. Therefore have I spoken. Say speak. Believe, speak. How does salvation happen? Let me tell you if you're, um, if you're um, aware of that in the Bible. Romans chapter 10 verse 8, 9 and 10. The Bible says, we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord. And that God has raised him from the dead. Let's read that together. Just one more scripture. Romans 10, 8 through 10. And then there's the last scripture we're going to read and I'm going to pray. Romans 10. Romans chapter 10. Verse 8 through 10. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, one believes. With the mouth, one speaks and confesses for salvation. So there are, there, there are two components for salvation. One, you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And number two, you confess him. How, why do we do altar calls here? And I've seen people come forward and they confess. They receive Jesus with their mouth. Why do we do that? Because the, the Bible says that you believe in your heart, but then you must confess with your mouth. Now, how many agree with me that salvation is the most important thing in your life? How many agree with me? Amen? You better, because it is. 
Now, if for salvation you receive by believing and by confessing, how much more for all the rest of this stuff, which is, which is lower than that? Salvation, you believe, you speak. You believe, you speak. You believe, you speak. How about for healing? I believe and I speak. I'm not confessing, oh, my problem with this, my problem with that. I've, I've heard believers say, my diabetes, my high, high blood pressure, my, my not, not, not yours. It's taken on the cross in Jesus' name. It may be hitting right now, but it's going to go in Jesus' name. I, I've dealt with things, even attacks on my body, which thank God I'm, I'm, I'm generally healthy. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I've dealt with attacks that came upon my body and when attacks came upon my body I did not change my theology I did not go you know God has a purpose God has a plan yes I know he has a plan his plan is to heal me his plan is to bless me in Jesus name by his stripes I am healed amen so I never embrace whatever is contrary to the word of God does that make sense I never embrace what is contrary to the word of God so whenever I, I was faced with attacks yes I prayed and I trusted the Lord but I never embraced that as my inheritance. I never embraced it. Oh, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how life's supposed to be. No, it's not. Amen. I've never seen. As a matter of fact, why do I say that? Because Jesus is my model as the ministry. Have, have ever seen Jesus tell somebody when they went to be healed and, and then Jesus told them, you know what? Um, I'm sorry, Bartimaeus, today is not your day because, you know, my father just wanted you to be dead way for the rest of your life or the, the woman the issue of blood which she did not even ask she just grabbed by faith he didn't tell her you know i'm sorry today is not your day i'm not in a good mood today uh, and then um therefore um the lord has a plan for your hemorrhage and then that's it no why am i saying this because jesus is my motto does that make sense can somebody say amen jesus is my motto so Every time I'm faced with a situation that is contrary to the promise of God, I choose to stand in the promise of God, even though it may be hard, even though it may be um, challenging. Challenges are a part of life. Let me tell you what, your faith will be challenged. Your faith will be challenged. But you keep standing. You keep standing. Every person in the Bible faced challenges for their faith. But they kept on standing and that's why we have hebrews 11 which is the hall of faith is the red carpet of the of the men and women of god um the hall of faith Noah is there um abel is there samson is there david is there so many men and women of god that had difficult circumstances but they chose to stand in faith let me tell you what you need to stand in faith in this hour like never before because if you don't build your faith fear will take over and you don't want that if you do how do i build my faith i'm going to give you a tip number one hear the word of god every day hear the word of god every day um nowadays there's amazing resources on youtube and um, books of course the Bible is the main source but there are wonderful books on faith that I, I could I could recommend to you that you could read and I know you'd benefit tremendously from that um, a good example is uh, the fourth dimension how many have heard that book from David Young Cho how many have heard of that book fourth dimensions powerful powerful book when he explains what faith is and and how he got a hold of faith and how it changes life 
Uh, another one, The Believer's Authority. How many have heard that book by Kenneth Hagin? It's an amazing book. Um, what I'm saying is I've chosen to feed my faith on a constant basis. And that, that's why uh, I do prepare for sermons. But sometimes if you give me the mic and say, just preach a message, a message will come out because the message is living in me. Does that make sense? I'm not just preparing for a sermon. I live the sermon. I am living in faith. I, faith is in me. I'm building my faith every single day. So when I speak, faith is coming out because that's what I live. So when you live faith, that's what's going to come out of you. Whatever you fill yourself with, that's what's coming out. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you fill yourself with, that's going to spill over. So if you want faith to... To, to come out, you got to fill in. Whatever you put in comes out. It's like even in our natural body. I'm not going to get graphic in here, but you eat. Whatever you eat is coming out. Does it make sense? So whatever you put in comes out. Whatever you put in in the spirit comes out. Whatever unbelief you're hearing, that's why I choose not to hear preachers who are filled with unbelief. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. I don't care about that. Why? Because I've chosen faith, the walk of faith. I'm called to be a preacher of faith. The Bible says, he said, the, the word of faith which we preach. He didn't say the word of unbelief, the word of fear. He said, the word of faith which we preach. I've chosen to live by faith. The Bible says the righteous shall live by faith. So I feed on my faith every single day i'm reading i'm listening to messages I, I i don't listen to my own message sometimes i do but even when i'm speaking i'm also being blessed when i'm speaking here i live blessed why because the word is coming and let me tell you when you will hear the word of god the bible says faith comes by hearing what so when let me tell you when people miss church for so long they will, they, they will tell me, you know, my faith is weak. And say, I say, I know why. Because you're not hearing the word. Faith does not even come by praying. It's come by hearing. The fact that you're sitting down here today and you're hearing the word, it's doing something to your spirit. Sometimes your mind is like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't like that. Uh, I don't, I'm not in that mood. I'm not in the mood of faith. It doesn't matter. Your spirit is receiving right now. Your spirit is being awakened right now in the name of Jesus. And I, and I declare over you that your faith shall be built in this hour. Those who seek God in this hour will be rewarded. Those who seek faith will be rewarded. And let me tell you something in Jesus' name. Therefore have spoken. We also believe. Therefore we speak. I want to do a homework for you this week. Begin to, begin to see any area of your life where you're struggling. Write down that area. Find promises of God that are in the Bible that speak about that problem. And begin to confess and pray these scriptures. Because there's power when we pray the word. When you pray the word of God, you pray the will of God. Because the word of God is the will of God. So let me, let me for, for example, when I dealt with any issue in my body, I go to Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 and 5. The Bible says he carried our sorrows and he carried our pain and our sickness and infirmities. He took it upon himself. And the Bible says in verse 5 of chapter 53, by his stripes we are healed. It does not say that we will be one day, that we are healed. Healing belongs to me. In G I, I go to Psalms 103, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord who forgives all my sins. 
and heals all my diseases. And I pray, Lord, your word says this, that you heal all my diseases, that by your stripes I am healed. And I, and I grab a hold of this. I believe your word says, even if I don't see the manifestation immediately, but that's what I believe. And that's where I stand for in Jesus' name. If you're going through financial problems, financial trouble, Father, I thank you that your word says that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And then you begin to confess. You begin to speak that into existence. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Every time you hear that, your faith gets strong. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, how many pray in the Holy Ghost? You pray in tongues. Raise your hand. When you pray in the Spirit, the Bible says you edify your faith. So you hear the word, you pray in the Spirit, you read the word, you believe the word, and you begin to speak the word and begin to watch. The Bible says the power of life and death are in the in your tongue. You begin to say, in Jesus' name. I shall have everything the Bible says in Jesus name healing belongs to me in Jesus name my children shall serve the Lord in Jesus name my household is blessed in Jesus name all of my needs are supplied in Jesus name my body is healthy in Jesus name my mind is clear in Jesus name I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you begin to pray and guess what you begin to praise him Lord I thank you that I have what the Bible says I have Lord I thank you that every promise is yes and amen lord i thank you begin to you begin to fill your house with an atmosphere of faith guess what the devil is going to go crazy he's going like wow man i tried to hit that one but that one is stubborn he he does not believe what i say he believes what god says i can't i cannot deal with that the devil cannot deal with true faith the devil the bible says submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you he'll not stand the reason why let me tell you before we pray the reason why so many people are not having breakthrough in certain areas is because there's a stronghold they've not been able to identify and they've not been able to to um, do away with this that's what we're going to be talking about next Sunday the enemies of faith we're going to be talking about hindrances of faith why is it why is it let me tell you what I'll give you a tip for next Sunday the Bible says that those who are married even, sometimes husbands, will not have blessings and then God will not hear their prayers because they are rough with their wives. Do you know that? Wow. So it's in First Peter. We'll, we'll, we'll speak about all about that. And, I mean, so all ladies who, if your husband's not here, bring them. Amen. Bring them. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get some for the wives as well in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's not going to be just for the men, but for everybody. Um, but there are hindrances of things that we may be doing that we're not aware of. And it's like, oh, I believe that, but nothing's happening. Because there are obstacles that you need to overcome. There are unforgiveness, bitterness. It, 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 bitterness is an enemy to faith. Bitterness is an enemy to faith. It stops you from flowing in the blessing of God. But I want to I I I pray for you this morning that God will give an attitude. Because faith has two components, attitude and action. Jesus told the guy, rise up, take your mat and walk. He had to believe, believe, but what did he do? Oh yeah, I know, but I cannot rise. No, he had to rise, get his mat, bed and walk. The Bible says faith without works is? Faith without works is? Dead. Your faith will cause you to act. Stand to your feet right now in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you.
We'll continue that message next Sunday. We'll talk about the enemies of faith and how to overcome. I believe that God has risen up a people in Jesus' name that will believe everything, every promise of the Bible. They will believe every word of the scriptures in Jesus' name. And then we shall see victory. We shall see breakthrough. We shall see healing. We shall see uh, the manifestation of everything we believe for. Everything we speak. The Bible says, God said, let there be light and there was light. Because God spoke and things came to be. Therefore, he called us to model after it and begin to speak and begin to declare, begin to prophesy over yourself. Sometimes you're waiting for somebody else to do it for you. You're waiting for somebody else to encourage you. Oh, there's no one to talk to. There's no one to encourage me. The Bible says when David was alone, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you just got to encourage yourself and speak to yourself and begin, look yourself in the mirror and begin to, I declare, I shall have victory over my life i shall have victory over my marriage and my children and my my family shall serve the lord let me prophesy over you in jesus name that your children shall serve the lord that your household shall serve the lord you shall say like joshua as for me and my house we shall serve the lord hallelujah your kids shall be saved your grandchildren shall be touched hallelujah every demonic attack against your life shall not prosper the bible says that that weapons may be formed but they shall not prosper the Bible, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The Bible says, doesn't say the weapon will not be formed. The Bible says the weapon will be formed and it shall not prosper. Let me lift your hands to heaven right now. Let me prophesy over you in Jesus' name that every attack of the devil against your life, against your ministry, against your calling will be put to death in Jesus' name. That God is killing every giant. That God is cutting off the head of the serpent. And I believe in Jesus' name that you shall overcome every attack that you shall overcome every battle every stronghold in the name of jesus christ the bible says that our weapons are not carnal but they are mighty in god to the pulling down of strongholds and we shall demolish every argument i prophesy over you that you shall have everything god told you that you shall be everything god called you to be that you shall minister to the broken that you shall minister faith that you are a person of faith god called you for such a time as this wow i feel the anointing of the lord spirit of faith say i have the spirit of faith i believe and i speak the promise of God over my life. Say, devil, you have to go. Say, you have to go. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let me tell you in Jesus' name, the enemy does not stand that kind of message. The, the, the enemy hates that kind of message because he knows that he can't stand real faith. And I want to prophesy over you in Jesus' name. I believe there are people who are struggling this morning. I want to pray for those who are watching online and I want to pray for the church. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that people grab a hold of the spirit of faith. And today we declare that we shall have everything you called us to have. That no one will be able to stand us all the days of our life. And no one will be able to stop us as long as we are obedient to the Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that every person that is watching online will receive of that spirit. Will be blessed. Will be strengthened. Will be healed. Will be encouraged. Will be touched 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to dismiss the broadcast right now. Be blessed. And I pray for everybody that is in the church. In Jesus' mighty name. I want to pray for you now. Let's lift our hands to heaven.